Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I am so very, very, very excited about uh, today. This is such an honor, such a privilege. And I never want to start um, uh, preaching or uh, get up in this pulpit without first honoring um, our amazing, amazing pastor. You don't know, uh, if, if you are a pastor, you know how hard it is to step outside of your pulpit. And at a time like this, where this here is our first fully online service, and our pastor, you know, uh, kept with our schedule and allowed me to, uh, the opportunity to preach today. So I just want to honor um, our pastor and his amazing wife, uh, Pastor Don and Pastor Jess and me. So if you're at home and you're watching online, um, give a little hand clap emoji, whatever that uh, looks like for you all. But we have some amazing pastors um, and it's, uh, I'm super, super, super du- duper excited about today. Thank you to everybody who's watching online. Um, Elevate Church, you've heard your name so much, but we are so grateful to have you a part of our online experience today. Pastor, Sa- uh, Pastor Shane and Sandy, they are amazing pastors and had the opportunity to, uh, to connect with them, work with them when they were here at Tree. And they are doing an amazing, phenomenal work in Marble Falls. So we're excited to have you guys here with us this morning. But I'm going to pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to be in your presence, wherever we may be. Some of us uh, are here, of course, in, in this sanctuary, in this auditorium. Some of us are at home. Some of us may be in our beds or in a car. Maybe uh, we're at work. Maybe we're uh, in the healthcare industry and we're at work and watching online. I thank you, Father, that your presence is experienced and felt wherever we may be. Your presence isn't just uh, cooped up here in these four walls, but your presence is everywhere that we lift you up. And so in houses all over this region, in houses all over this city, and all over this nation, we are lifting you up, Father, so your presence is there, and when your presence shows up, Father, your power is there to heal, to set free, and deliver, and we are believing you for that today, Father. We are believing that you are touching lives, that you are touching marriages, and that you are doing some amazing things all across this globe. God, I thank you that as we preach your word today, that you're going to speak something to our hearts that's going to give us courage and give us boldness to keep going and keep moving forward in all that you have for our lives today. In Jesus' name, everybody say it. Amen, amen. I know it's going to be a little tough. Um, it's, I'm preaching to uh, the few people here that are making this service happen. So thank you to, to our worship team and our production team and all the folks on the cameras and in um, the sound booth and everything that you're doing to make this happen today. Thank you so much. Well, we are continuing, as Pastor Don said, on week four of our series, Set Apart. Um, it's been an amazing series. And if you haven't had an opportunity to connect and see any of those messages, you want to make sure that you go back and uh, listen to all of the amazing messages that have been preached thus far. But I have a great opportunity to preach today on a very interesting part of the the garment, the priestly garments. I'm going to be preaching today about the linen undergarments. Yes, the underwear. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. But again, throughout this series, we've been talking about what it means to be set apart what it means to, uh, to have the anointing of God on our lives and how to increase that anointing 
in our lives. And it's so very important, again, as Pastor Don said, it's so very important in this time that we as the church embrace this message of being set apart, that we as the church embrace this time, this season to stand out, to look different. As we know, we've heard it said that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And so the world is looking for an answer with all of the coronavirus and all of these other different things that are happening in society and our in our country and uh, across this globe, the world is looking for an answer. And I believe that the answer that the world is looking for is you. I believe that the answer that the, the world is looking for is you. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how uh, seasoned you are. Uh, it doesn't matter what stage of life you are in. Listen, the world is looking for an answer, and that answer is you. Because uh, let me give you a breaking news uh, message. Jesus is not here. He's not here on this earth. He said, listen, I have to leave this earth and I have to go to my father. And when I go to my father, I'm gonna leave you someone. I'm gonna leave you my precious Holy Spirit, a comforter, someone who's going to help you, someone who's going to be with you, someone who's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He says, you don't have to do this alone. You've got someone that's doing it with you. You have someone that's giving you the power to be all that God has called you to be. The world is looking for an answer and the answer is you. God says, Jesus said, greater works are you going to do because listen, I'm going to my father. So we have an amazing opportunity right now to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And it takes an anointing to do it. It takes an anointing. And the great thing is, is if you've already accepted Jesus Christ into your life, and if you haven't, we're gonna give you an opportunity at the end. If you already accepted Jesus, you have an anointing on your life because an anointing is not about a position. You don't have to have the word pastor or, or the title pastor in front of your name or minister or whomever. The anointing is on you because you have the precious Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Now, what you do with that anointing is up to you. Whether the anointing increases or whether the anointing decreases, is up to you and we have an opportunity to increase the anointing on our lives so you're anointed just as I am because God's not a respecter of person you have an anointing and it's not by chance that that this season is happening right now listen it wasn't a surprise to God yeah it may have been a surprise to us and we can tell when we look through the grocery stores and all of the toilet paper is gone it may have been a surprise to us because there's no more eggs and milk and different things of that nature but it was not a surprise to God and I think it's so amazing that God spoke to our pastor several months ago um, and told him that this is a first fruit year and this, this year is the year that we're going to increase our spiritual disciplines where we're going to pray more, we're going to fast more, we're going to spend more time in God's presence, we're going to spend uh, more time doing some worship nights and doing some healing nights and all of those different things. It's not by chance that the Father spoke to our pastor months ago in preparation for today because God knew that this time was coming. And so if you've already uh, locked in and engaged in this time and in this season with us, I don't know about you, but there's such a peace on me. There's such a peace on my family because I know that God is protecting us. I know that God is keeping us. I know that God is covering us. And listen, you have that same peace available to you too. 
You have that same peace available that passes, as the scripture says, all understanding. So when the world is looking and they're looking and seeing uh, the media is uh, bringing about fear, the world is looking for something and you're just walking in peace and you have this opportunity to tell people why you have such peace. Pastor Rob uh, sent us an email, a staff email, uh, or maybe it was in a meeting or something, and he was telling us that he had went to the grocery store. And I'm gonna paraphrase the story. He went to the grocery store and he was standing in this line in H-E-B and it was so long uh, because they were, you know, trying to keep, you know, a a rush of people from coming in. And um, I may mess up the story a little bit, but conversations got started and some, uh, a young lady or young man was just talking about how how stressful this time and this season is. And I believe she said, or he said something to Pastor Robin said, you don't look stressed at all. And he says, I'm not. And he had an opportunity to share with her why he wasn't stressed and why he wasn't worried. Listen, beloved, you have that same opportunity because there are going to be people, there are going to be coworkers, there are going to be family members that are looking for that peace that passes all understanding. And God says, I'm going to use you to give them that hope that they're looking for, to be that answer that they are looking for. This is our first fruit year. And we're increasing our spiritual disciplines because, listen, what you need to know is that you are a priest. And I know you've heard that over the last several weeks. You don't have to be a pastor. You are a priest because you have Jesus Christ on the inside of you. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You are being built into a spiritual house. Everything that we're doing this this year for every first Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of, of the month when we fast as a church, you're being built into a spiritual house. Every first Saturday of the month when we're here having corporate prayer, you are being built into a spiritual house. Every time we have prayer online on Facebook and all of those different things, you are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then jump down to verse nine, it says, but you, tree of life, elevate church. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And I like that another uh, translation says that you are a peculiar people. You're different. You're set apart. You're supposed to look different. You're supposed to talk different. You're supposed to act different that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful or his marvelous light. You are a priest. You are a priest. And it doesn't mean that you have to stand in a pulpit and actually preach a message. But listen, your life preaches a message. Your life speaks of the goodness of God. Your life speaks of the grace and the mercy of God. Your life, everything that you do, it speaks of the mercy and the goodness and the love of God. You are a priest. And as a priest, I want to share with you today that you are called to do something. First, you're called to serve God. And if you're following us in our live notes on our app, you'll see these here, see those there. You're called to serve God. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 15 through 18. It says, but the Levitical priests who are descendants of Zadok and who guarded my sanctuary when the Israelites went astray from me are to come near to minister before me 
They are to stand before me to offer sacrifices of fat and blood, declares the sovereign Lord. Verse 16, they alone are to enter my sanctuary. They alone are to come near my table to minister before me and serve me as guards. God's saying a lot of me here. He's focusing on himself a lot here. Verse 17, he says, when they enter the gates of the inner court, they are to wear linen clothes. They must not wear any woolen garment while ministering at the gates of the inner court or inside the temple. They are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waist. They must not wear anything that makes them perspire, anything that makes them sweat. That's why my title here is don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Now, when you hear that, that word, that term, that phrase, don't sweat it, I looked it up in one of the most reliable sources that you can look. It's the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and it says, it talks about how that word uh, or that phrase, don't sweat it, can be used when you say, listen, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, don't sweat it. It's, it's be cool. Be, be easy. You know, it's, it's okay. Don't, don't sweat it. Now, in this particular passage of scripture, when, when God is saying that they're going to minister before me and stand before me, what God is telling us as priests here is that our first ministry is to him. Our first ministry is to God. God is setting up priorities here. He's letting us know that as priests, we have priorities. And our first priority as priests, as daughters, as sons of the most high God is to minister to him. It's not by chance that he started this portion about ministering to him first before he mentioned anything else. It's not by chance because our time with God is so very valuable. It's so very important to, uh, to our ability to be successful in our personal life and in what we have, have to give unto others because the truth of the matter is that every time you fast, every time you pray, every time uh, you spend uh, time in the presence of God worshiping him, you are filling up your cup. You are filling up yourself. There's a passage of scripture that says that we build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you want to know how to build yourself up in your most holy faith, to build yourself up in this season of life and the things that are going on. Listen, pray in the spirit. Spend time fasting. Spend time connecting with God. Spend time in prayer. Now, I know we may look at this season as, you know, it, it may bring fear to so many people, but if you change your perspective and look at the amount of time that you now have to slow down and spend time with your family, to slow down and spend time with your kids, to actually spend time with your wives and with your husbands and, and actually spend time reading a book or praying, the time that we have now is so valuable. It's so valuable to spend time in God's presence. We must do it. We must spend time serving him. We must spend time worshiping him. We must spend time in his presence because this prepares us to be what the people in this world need. This prepares us to be the answer that the world is looking for because you can't pour out of an empty cup. You can't pour out of an empty cup. You've got to put something in. And as you put something in, as you pour out, you've got to put something more in. That's why all through scripture in the, in the gospels, you'll see when Jesus, anytime he went doing ministry, anytime he went teaching, he always right after that went and spent time with his father to fill himself back up. 
It's important to know that our first ministry as priests is to serve God. Our first ministry as sons and daughters of the Most High God is to serve and worship him. And then we'll see in this next passage of scripture that our, our, the, after we were worshiping God, our responsibility as priests is to serve his people. Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 19, that next verse, it says, and when they go out into the outer court where the people are, when they go into the outer court where the broken marriages are, when they go into the outer court where, where, where the people whose kids are going crazy where they are, when they go into the outer court where people are stressed, where people are, have anxiety, where people are, are worrying, when they go into the outer court where, 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 where sickness and disease is, when they go out to the outer court, outer court to minister to people, he says they're to take off the clothes they've been ministering in and to leave those garments in the sacred rooms and put on other clothes so that the people are not consecrated through contact with their garments. And I thought this was so interesting. That God would say, listen, when you come into my presence in the inner court, you've got you've to clothe yourself up. You've got to put on this linen undergarment. And I'm going to really explain that linen undergarment here in a few minutes. You've got to put, put those garments on. But when it's time for you to go out to minister to people, it's t- you have to take those garments off and leave those things in the secret place. And basically what I feel that God is saying here is don't wear your spirituality everywhere you go. That doesn't mean don't be spiritual. That doesn't mean don't uh, take the name of Jesus everywhere you go. But what that means is, is don't wear it like a badge. Don't wear it looking for a pat on the back to say, hey, this person's a Christian. Hey, this person's anointed. Oh, oh, you, you're so good. You've got, you, you, you know how to pray. Oh, man, you know so many scriptures. No, it's not about that. It's all about focusing people back to Jesus, back to the Father. Don't wear your spirituality everywhere you go because God doesn't want people thinking that, uh, that it's about you. That's why he says, listen, those garments that you're wearing in my presence, leave that there. That fasting and that praying and, and, and that scripture reading and that time and that, uh, of worship, listen, leave that in your secret place because when you come out here to where the people are that need someone to, 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 to be there for them, listen, you've got to be reachable. You have to be a people that they can say, listen, you're just like me. You're, you're, you're on my level in a sense. I can relate to you. Because it's not that time, uh, uh, it's not your garments, if you will, that makes you holy. It's God who makes you holy. It's not, it's not the fact that you can pray and the fact that you can fast and the fact that you can quote a scripture like that that makes you holy. No, it's God who makes you holy. And that's why he told the priest, listen, take those garments off because I don't want them to think that it's about you. I want them to know that it's all about me. I love that song, the old song. He says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you, Jesus. In Matthew 6, he says, and I didn't give these, the guys this, uh, this scripture, Jesus is talking, uh, talking to the people and he's teaching them. He says, listen, don't practice your righteousness in front of everyone. Don't practice your righteousness. Don't, don't fast and then go out and let everybody know that you're fasting. No, put oil on your head. Wash your face. 
Look normal. Don't walk around, you know, man, I'm hungry. My stomach is touching my back. I hadn't, I hadn't eaten meat today. I'm only eating vegetables, you know, because I'm just believing God to do something uh, amazing in my life. So, you know, I'm starving right now. And I see all of that good Whataburger that you're eating. And, you know, I can't have it right now. But 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 because God is doing something amazing. You don't have to do all of that. You don't have to do all of that. Listen, God is saying, take off those, uh, those, those clothes that you are ministering in and be relatable to people. Because again, there are people, how, how amazing it was that Pastor Rob had that opportunity to minister to that young lady or that, that young person, whoever it was, in that line, in that H-E-B line at the grocery store. How amazing. He wasn't toting scriptures or anything. He was just being who he was and allowing the presence of God to show up. And that's what God wants. He wants you to just allow his presence to do the work. So don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. This is, this is a perfect season again for us as the church, as priests, to stand and, and, and rise up and be uh, that light that people are looking for, that beacon of hope that they're looking for. You have an amazing opportunity. The church, it's time for us to show up. And we have that chance to show up as a church. We have that chance to show up as sons and daughters of the Most High God to show how good our Father is. Because we serve a good daddy. We serve a good God who provides for us. We don't have to worry about, uh, uh, about when, when other people, when, when, when things are happening in jobs and, and layoffs are happening. Listen, if I get laid off, I'm still not worried about it because my God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. I don't have to worry about it because my father takes good care of me because if the birds in the air don't worry about how they're going to eat, they don't know where their food is going to come, come from, how much more me, a son, a daughter of the most high God, he's going to take care of me and that's where my trust and my hope lies that's where your trust and your hope lies that's where peace comes that's where Philippians 4 6 when he says don't be anxious for anything don't worry about anything but in everything in this coronavirus situation in whatever situation you're going through in your marriage in whatever situation you're going through in your job if you pray to the father you bring thanksgiving and you bring your request to him he promised that there is a peace that passes all understanding that will guard your heart that will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm preaching in this empty church. Hallelujah. You can just put a bunch of amens on the comments right there. I'll read them later. God wants to do something in your life. Something amazing. God wants to do something in your life. He wants to provide for you if you allow him to. It's time for us as the priests of God to stand up and be the church. Don't sweat it. So let's talk about this this linen garment a little bit more. In Ezekiel 44, verse 18, he says, they are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waist. They must not wear anything that makes them perspire. They must not wear anything that makes them sweat. Listen, God wants to provide something for you. He wants to provide two things for you, I believe, in this passage of Scripture. And the first thing that God wants to provide for you is God wants to provide rest for your body. Now, when you look at the, the, the makeup of the linen garment, uh, this, this, the linen at that time was white. Now you got all, all different colors of linen, but it was white, which was some symbolic or significant of purity. And then the other thing that it provided was it provided breathability. 
Okay? Now, they had the linen undergarments, but they also had robes that covered, but God wanted them to have these linen undergarments for a reason, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But it was significant of freedom. It was significant of, or, or symbolic of, of having little effort, no effort, because when you put effort in, you sweat. And so he says, listen, I don't want them to sweat. I don't want them to put forth any effort. Sweat means effort. And God wanted them to know and wants us to know that it's not our own effort that yield, that brings his presence. It's not our own efforts that bring his anointing. It's just because of his grace. It's just because of his mercy. It's just because of his love. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that you can give up and stop. And there, there, there's, there's nothing that you can do personally that will bring God's presence other than open up your heart. Open up your heart to him and God's presence will fill it. Open up your home to him and God's presence will fill it. And I believe that God is filling houses all over this country, all over this region right now. His presence is filling right now. Wherever you are, you are experiencing his presence. You are experiencing a touch from God right now. God wants to provide rest for your body. It's important. It's important that we, that, that we take a time to rest. We were reading this book as pastors. Um, and I can't remember the name of the book right now, but we were reading this book and the book talked about a Sabbath day and, and, and us making sure that we are, in a sense, um, taking care of ourselves and, 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 and really honoring and respecting that Sabbath day, that rest time for us. And, and Pastor Don made it so very uh, um, crucial to us as pastors to make sure that we are really taking time to like that we're giving everything that we've got for you know our departments and for this ministry as a whole but that we are also giving a hundred percent to our families that we are making sure that that is our first priority that we are spending time with our kids and with our, our spouses and taking care of ourselves and so I, I implemented that that Sabbath day for me and we all have, I'm not going to say what my, my, what my day is, but we all implemented this, this day, this Sabbath day. And I have that day and, I, and, and my family even knows that, listen, this is daddy's rest day. So daddy don't do it. There's no honey-do list. Lala knows that I'm not going to do a whole bunch of stuff on my Sabbath day unless it's something that I want to do. You know, I'm definitely going to go to gym. Hashtag fit pastor. Uh, um, shameless plug. Um, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to spend time, you know, uh, in, in the word. I'm going to spend time worshiping. I'm going to do, do those things. But I'm going to spend time for me. This is my time to rest. This is my time to decompress. And listen, you need that time. You need that time. I look at my kids and my daughter is 13 and my son is 11, he'll be 12 next month and, and the time is just flying by. I remember holding her in my arm like a little football and then I just picked her up the other day. She's almost, she's you know, up to my shoulders now but I picked her up uh, the other day literally and I, I've been doing this since she was a kid. You've heard me say this before. I pick her up and I always tell her, I say, who's the prettiest girl in the world? And she starts laughing because she knows what's next. And as soon as I say that, she knows that as soon as she says me, I'm going to start tickling her. And that's, so she just starts laughing and she's, <laughs> but those are the times that our kids are looking for. But how much more time will I have like that? And I asked her, I said, are you going to let me pick you up like this when you're, when you're grown and you're an adult? She was like, yep. I said, we'll see. The time that you spend with your family is important. 
You have to have that time to rest. You can't, it, it can't just be all about work, 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 like Rihanna said. <laughs> you gotta have time with your family. You gotta have time spending uh, building your family and building your, your marriage and your relationships. The garment, that linen undergarment provides rest for your body. It's protecting a very important part of your body. It's protecting that private area, that part that no one sees. It's protecting that part. And so that's what God is saying. Listen, you've got to cover this part, this part that no one sees. You've got to cover that part. You've got to, you, you have to pay attention to what's happening in that time where no one's looking. What are you doing when no one's looking? What are you watching when no one's looking? What conversations are you having when no one's around? You've got to cover that time. You have to protect that time. Our, God wants to provide rest for your body. And then the next thing that God wants to provide is God wants to provide rest for your soul. Ezekiel, or Exodus, I'm sorry, chapter 28, verse 42 through 43. You can write it down. It's on the screen. He says in verse 42, make linen undergarments as a covering for the body, reaching from the waist to the thigh. And then 43 says, Aaron and his sons must wear them whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they will not incur guilt and die. And I thought this was very interesting that God told them that, that, that they needed to wear this linen undergarment or they would, they, they would, they would feel guilt and die. I said, how important this garment is that God says, if you don't have it, you can incur guilt and die. And as I thought about it a little bit more, I was reminded of the passage of scripture in Genesis chapter two. In Genesis chapter two, you know the story of Adam and Eve. They go and they, 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 they eat the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat. God get, had given them all of these trees. They had, they had all of these opportunities to eat of other fruit. And he said, listen, just this one tree right here, this is my tree. Let this, don't, don't, don't touch this one. This, is, this one. this one's mine. It belongs to me. And you know the story. Eve eats the fruit, and then she gives it to uh, Adam. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say that. She gives it to Adam, and Adam eats the fruit. And then something happens when Adam eats the fruit. When Adam eats the fruit, Immediately, they realized that they were naked. And they realized that they were naked. And then all of a sudden, the voice, it says that they, they heard the sound of the Lord walking. They heard the sound of the Lord walking and they ran and hid. Why? You only hide when you're guilty. You only hide when you feel ashamed. And so, you know, the story, God comes and, and he says what he says to the serpent and he says what he says to Adam and he says what he says to Eve. But the interesting part is after he did all of that, it says they didn't clothe themselves. It says that God went and got some skins and he covered them. How amazing that is. What a great picture of the compassion of our father. Because what sometimes what we may believe is that when we make a mistake, that God is running away from us. But no, God is coming towards you and God's going to cover you. God doesn't want you to feel ashamed. He doesn't want you to feel guilty. And so God comes as he did with Adam and Eve and he covered their nakedness to let them know you have no reason to be ashamed. You have no reason to, be, to, 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 to feel guilty. He covered 
their nakedness with skins. Then Jesus is teaching this story, this parable about the prodigal son. And if you don't know the story of the prodigal son, I encourage you to go and read it. But you, the, the, the prodigal son, he leaves his home. He has all of these riches. He has all of these amazing things that, God, that his father had given him. And he says, listen, I want my inheritance. I want to go and I want to do things my own way. And so he goes out, he does things his own way. And he gets to this place where now he no longer has anything. That he's lost everything. He has nothing left. He has nothing else. And he says, I got to go back home. And this picture, when he starts to go back home, the scripture says that his father sees him from a long way off. It could have been a mile, it could have been two miles, however long, far it was, but he sees him from a long way off and he didn't wait for the son to come to him. Scripture says that the father ran out to his son. Jesus says, listen, he ran to meet meet him. And the son immediately starts being, feeling ashamed and feeling guilty and he starts telling him, you know, I messed up. I don't deserve anything that you're going to give, that you want to try to give to me. I don't deserve it. I just, if you just make me like a slave, if you just make me like a servant, I'll just, just let me go and serve. I just want to come back home. And, and the father didn't even acknowledge what he was saying. He turns and he says, listen, go get the best robe. He's feeling guilty. He's feeling ashamed. His nakedness is exposed. Go get the best robe and cover him. Cover his nakedness, put a ring on his finger. Let's throw a party. So the same picture that you see in the beginning with Adam and Eve, Jesus comes and he reiterates that here in the parable of the prodigal son. He covered his nakedness. What Jesus wanted us to know is that it's not our own efforts, it's not our own works that we're able to enter into God's presence as I've been saying. So what you see here is you see this linen undergarment becomes more than just, in a sense, some underwear, but it becomes a covering. It becomes a protection of our, 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 our most private part. It becomes a, a, a covering for our nakedness. So when he told the priest that they needed to wear this linen undergarment when they came into his presence so that they wouldn't feel ashamed and they wouldn't feel guilty, that was the Old Testament. The linen undergarment that we have now is Jesus Christ. So we're able to come into his presence. We're able to come into the presence of the Father because we clothe ourselves in Jesus Christ. We're able to to, to worship him. We're able to lift him up. We're able to experience his highest, his best. We're able to experience his anointing. We're able to experience the power of his precious Holy Spirit because we are clothed in Jesus Christ. So you don't have a reason to to feel uh, ashamed. You don't have a reason to feel bad for something that you've done because that's why the scripture says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in our time of need because we are clothed in Jesus Christ. Jesus covers our nakedness. You don't have a reason to be ashamed. You don't have a reason to feel guilty. As a priest, you still can come into his presence knowing that the blood of Jesus covers you. That's where our hope lies. That's where our trust lies. It doesn't lie in our own efforts. But that linen undergarment that we put on, that linen undergarment is Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, I ask that you bow your head right now. Father, I thank you so much 
for your presence here and for the presence, your presence that people are experience, experiencing online in their homes right now. God, I thank you that your power is so evident. I feel it here in this room. I feel your, 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 your spirit here right now. And I thank you that they are feeling yet that same spirit right where they are. I thank you, God, that you were reminding us that we are clothed in Jesus Christ. That it's Jesus, it's because of Jesus that we're able to come to your throne, that we're able to lift you up, that we're able to lift our hands and worship you and serve you. When Jesus got on that cross, it says that the veil was torn. And as that veil was torn, it provided us access to you. It provided us access to your presence. So when we come to you, Father, we come to you in Jesus Christ. Thank you for sealing this word in our hearts today. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.